Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, Garrett Wong, who in 1998 played Mark in the feature film Ivory Tower. And myself, your favorite helmsman, Robert Duncan McNeil, a.k.a. Robbie McDunk, RDM, Robbie D, whatever you want to call me. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast and lots more bonus material by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Well, hello, Mr. Ivory Tower. Hello. Okay, so what I remember of Ivory yes. Tower. 1998, was, yeah, in the middle was, of our thing. In the middle of our thing. It, it was set in an office. It was like an office sort of a That's setting. what it looked like when yeah, I looked at it. Yeah. Something about and computers. Yes, and- computers. And other than that, uh, the only thing I remember is that I was working. This is the first time, first time ever that I worked with the actor Keith Coogan. Now, mm-hmm. Coogan mm-hmm. is the direct descendant of the whole Coogan law, right? The Coogan, uh-huh. the, the child, um, I guess, I guess there's some Hollywood law where you can't work a kid to death. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think that was based on, you know. That's funny. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, there's a thing in in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that actor's name? He was a child actor. The last name Coogan is what it Coogan, was. So, yeah, yeah, but I can't. I can't remember they, his yeah, he, he, I think he was on the Little Rascals or That's something. Right. He was That's right. On something like that. Yeah, Jimmy Coogan maybe, or I can't remember. Yeah, it's one but of anyway, those. Um, he made all this money as a kid, and his parents spent all the money. So by yeah, the time everything. he turned eighteen, he had nothing. He had no money. No, and so they passed a law in the state of California that children, child actors, you have to set up what's called a Coogan account, right? So that. A uh, percentage, I think it's like 25% of your paycheck has to be put in that, that no one can touch until, except you until you're 18. Oh, okay. So this has whole... nothing to do with like excessive hours on the set. This has more no. to do with putting your money in a trust, yes. in a trust that it cannot be taken or, you know, compromised by a parent or other relative. But it's, it it's, it's only a fraction. Like, I thought it was the whole amount. It's only no, a, it's it's a portion. Oh. It's a portion. It may not even okay. be a quarter. It might even be 10%. It's a fraction. Oh, no. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, it's really, it okay. should be the whole it thing. It should be more, or yeah, at least a majority of it, if not the whole thing, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's funny. So yeah, Keith Coogan's so Keith, in Ivory Tower. Yeah, and Keith's been in a ton of things. If you guys Google him, you'll recognize his face. So just, mm-hmm. just I just remember just, you know, acting with him and talking with him and this and that. So, um, and I did work with him later, um, like maybe you 10 did? or 15, yeah, 15 years after the fact. I think I worked with him How maybe funny. four or five years ago, actually, but right right before pandemic, we did some random little things. So, um, but yeah, that's all I remember about that movie, Ivory Tower. It was an indep- wow. independent film set in an office scene. It's, you know, a bunch of guys that work in the office, kind of like being guys, that's it. Right. So, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so funny how projects just tend to sort of fade in the memory yes they do yeah Yeah. yes they do jackie coogan was the that's the name yes Yes. jackie coogan who uh was a child actor in silent films he was in charlie chaplin's the kid 
Yeah. He was the kid. He was in the Adams Family TV series. Mm-hmm. And as an adult, yeah, all of his child money, childhood money. So gone. gone. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So Keith is either his his grandson. I think it's his grandkid, basically. That sounds right. Yeah. That, that sounds, sounds right. About the right era. So you worked with Hollywood royalty. I did. I did. Wow. Yes. I sure. Very did. cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Mm. What is this week's episode? Oh, this week's episode. It is. <laughs> we have an episode to do. It's yes. repentance. 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 Is the repentance. Okay. All right. Let, let's go watch this episode. And mm. uh, for all our Patreon patrons, you can uh, stick around for your bonus material. There you go. We are back from watching Repentance. Yes. My, my goodness. I feel like I need to repent from watching that episode. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, all right. Okay, but um, all right. Let's just let's yeah, I gotta repent because <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have watched it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I I hate myself. Okay. And I need okay. to repent. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Let's, let's, let's just, uh, um, do yes. with, do with that what you will listeners do with yes. that, what you will with what Robbie just said. Uh, but, but what I, we need to do first is some poetry because ah, that will make yes. us See, feel better. Yes, yes. Yes. This is sort of like, you know, we have a format and if we were a restaurant, our poetry is the appetizer. It's yes. not the main meal, but it's no. the appetizer. All right. Here's our poetry appetizer synopsis. My haiku slash appetizer is Nigerian death row. Ico healed by nanoprobes. Is death the answer? Mm. Oh, I just added some little. I like the sound effect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the audience responding. Yes. Each each idea. Oh, yes. Okay, okay, here we go with a go. limerick for repentance. All right. Something like this. Sure. Voyager finds some prisoners who are far from genteel to help them get back home as part of the deal. Then Doc changes Iko's brain, makes him totally sane. We learn forgiveness is the only way to truly heal. Oh, yeah. I like it. Go. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Okay. You know, limericks yeah. are limericks have to have a little, you know, L- little zing, a little, yeah. a little something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's talk about these guest stars right now. Let's do. Let's oh, do. Gosh. All right. First of all, Jeff Kober. Oh, as Ico, he did a yeah. really, really good job in this he episode. Was, he I was, was great. Let's let's face it. Jeff Kober has been known his entire career. For playing the heavy. He's always yeah. the bad guy in everything he does. Yeah. And and to be honest, a bad guy, usually a bad guy that doesn't have, and not his fault, but with the writing that he's been in, not a ton of layers. But in this one, my goodness, yes. he's got to start off here. He's got to go here. He's got to go there. It's just, I, I thought this was a great role for a guest star and, yeah. you know, good job. I agree. And I, I have to and I have to apologize to Jeff Kober because I didn't even realize that he was in this episode or in any of our episodes. And I was at a convention with him, Robbie, where he was talking to me and I was like, he's kind of talking to me like he knows me, but I don't know him at all. But now I know why. Well, the other thing is, I feel like uh, on our on our show, we had a lot of actors who had been on China Beach. 
Yes. And Jeff yes. Cover had been on China Beach with I Bob Picardo. Like Bob yeah. Picardo must have like told the casting directors, yeah. you know, hey, yeah. take a look at all my friends from China Beach. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um, I'm sure that Jeff and Bob had a great reunion. Oh, for sure. For sure. Working together again. Yeah. And they had a lot of scenes together. So yeah, they did. So his yeah. first credit, his very first credit yes. happened in 1985. That's the year that I graduated high school, 1985. We've got spirit. We've got jive. We're the class of 85. That's the only thing we could find to rhyme with five was jive. Or we've or we're alive, you know, whatever. So yeah. it's just not much to rhyme with five. So yeah. there you go. It was, yeah, class of 85 was a little <laughs> they were different. They we were, were different. different. So um the sci-fi TV series V. V. He did V, original Ooh, V. Oh, the original yeah. V. Wow. Yes. He also did appear on an episode of Enterprise. So he's done more than one Star Trek uh, nice. show. Yeah, that's good. Nice. Tim Desarn. Tim yes. Desarn, nice uh, Dutch last name, it looks like, uh, who played Yetik. Mm-hmm. Very, very long list of guest star credentials. His wow. very first credit was a year after Jeff's in 1986 on an episode of the equalizer so the tv oh. series the equalizer you remember that show right i do and that yeah. was a new york based show that yes, when i lived yes. in new york that was the only tv show in town pretty much so did everyone try to wanted, get a guest star on that one everybody <laughs> wanted to be on the equalizer i was on a daytime soap opera at the time so i couldn't you want right but i couldn't even audition i was if like if you was, were available you would have wanted to be on the equalizer oh, yeah. as well okay oh, yeah well tim, Z- tim desarn did it he was on the equalizer in 86 mm-hmm. and he's also been in an episode of deep space nine as well so oh nice there you go great all right okay. fj rio fj rio who played jolig Jolig, his very first credit is in 1994 on an episode of Seinfeld as a street tough guy, a street tough guy. Yeah. But he did do 14 episodes of the show, The Shield. If you remember that cop show, sure, right? Sure. Uh, That was uh, a groundbreaking show. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Very, very. It was pushing the envelope. It was. Absolutely. Um, He's also been in DS9 as well in three episodes, a three episode arc as Muniz. It was a character in DS9 and he was on Enterprise as an engineer. So there you go. Wow. Lots Mm -hmm. of Trek. Yeah. Lots of it. Last person, Greg Poland, Voyager security officer. He was the one that sort yes. of came in and said, like, put, put your weapons down. down, put it yes. down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Greg's really a dancer more than an actor. Yeah. Well, so he played a dancer in. Wasn't Mal- Greg in an earlier episode and he had a line? I, I remember giving this really? credit. Really? Yes. Oh, well, I think so. He may maybe. have had a, like a one line thing, which would totally make sense that they brought back somebody who had done just who had been established. So we didn't see somebody popping in. Yeah. Yeah, well, his first credit was as a dancer in the film Malcolm X in 1992. So he was a Roseland dancer, Roseland dancer. But he was also in Star Trek Insurrection as an Ellerin's officer, Ellerin officer number two. Uh But his credits sort of stopped in 2009. So I'm not sure exactly what he went on to do after Mm -hmm. that. But Mm -hmm. uh, dancer, primarily actor second, Greg Poland. And that's it. Yeah, there you go. That's what we have. Story is by Mike Sussman and Robert yes. Doherty. Yes. We forgot to do the guests. We forgot I to do the guests. And usually I guess Robert Doherty. So this would have been, you know how they say a, cl- a, broken, a broken clock is right 
two times a day. So I would have right. had that with Robert Doherty. So story by Mike Sussman and Robert Doherty, teleplay by Robert Doherty, who is one of my more favored writers on this mm -hmm. show and directed by our friend, Mike Vehar. Love Mike Vehar. He did a great I job love. in this episode. He yeah. did a great job. Lots yep. of fun stuff Agreed. here. Okay. Agreed. Shall we jump okay. into it? We're on the bridge. We are responding to a distress call. There is a ruptured conduit, which is flooding a ship with uh, plasma radiation. We don't know who's on this ship, but they're no. requesting immediate transport. Janeway. Yeah, we're on the we're on the bridge. We see this. Janeway's in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, we cut to the view screen, and I gotta say, the ship looked like the the plasma leak or whatever. I was I was not a big fan of it. I was like, really? Oh, it looks a little cheesy. That was the, such. The, the you barely see that, it though. It's really quick. It, such a. I think once or twice, but oh, I was just no. a couple times, and I was like, oh, you're not a fan of it. Okay, no, it wasn't. Great. I like the ship though. I thought the ship looked cool. The actual ship itself, I liked. Well, I said later that I felt like the the ship had some. Delta Flyer kind of elements to it. It felt like mm -hmm. it had a little influence of, up on the bit. front part of the Delta Flyer a little bit. Yeah. Somebody's been stealing my designs. I just want to say I don't like it. Okay. I'm going to say this. Yes. For every major invention that's ever happened in the world, one person will think it, it sends it out into the universe, and multiple people will come up with that invention almost at the same time, like the light bulb mm. was. So maybe we're that's just in the happen. same wavelength. Yeah, me the and, minute, me and the, those, yes, those Nigerians, the Nigerians, and the minute, Nigerians. Yeah, you're calling them Nigerians. They're not Nigerians. They're Nigerians. No, yes. Nigerians. But the minute you thought about the design of Delta Flyer, it threw yes. it into the universe, especially in the Delta Quadrant, and the Nigerians picked up on it and they designed that's their it. ship. That's, that's it. it. Okay. Anyway, we they, we see the ship. I don't love the plasma leaks, but yeah. whatever. It's quick. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Harry detects 11 life signs on this ship. Yes. And he says Some are two, injured. Mm -hmm. two of them are weak. Some yeah. are injured. So I didn't also like on the bridge, we dove right into like some, you know, uh, Jeopardy and, and action. Oh. And Mike Vehar was whip panning, uh, you know, it was handheld. It was kind yeah. of whip panning around. I thought, what a great idea. Just diving right into action. Hmm. So um, it's anyway. fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Janeway orders the injured to be transported to sick bay while the mm -hmm. rest of those that are not injured will be transported to cargo bay one and security teams are being sent to both locations to Vox sort of heads off to deal with that. Yeah. We're in cargo bay one and we see this beam in of prisoners and evidently some mm -hmm. jail guards, I guess. We don't know who mm -hmm. they are yet. And Tuvok arrives just in time, for, and you see one of the jailers kind of saying, where's our weapons? And Tuvok's, Tuvok's like, well, you'll get them later. You know, we're not going to beam you in with your weapons. I did uh, get a little confused. Did you? Um, so there were, you said 11 life signs. Let me do the yeah. math. I'm sure it makes sense. But you said yeah. 11 life signs, two are injured. Right. So that means, and then he comes in and he said, we had eight prisoners. We had prisoners, eight prisoners in custody. That means there were only three jailers for eight. Does that track? I think it does, actually. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that does track. So, uh, but anyway. Right, the because, math, the because if of... you remember, if you remember when when Yedek sends in the other 
guards to beat down Ico. There's oh, yeah, just there were two, two of them, them right? That's true. So that's the three, three guards, right? Three guards, so the, eight prisoners, eight prisoners, two of them are injured. Two okay. of them injured, yeah. Six okay, are in, in cargo bases. So it does add up. It didn't add up in that other episode when uh, all the holodecks, uh, all the holodeck characters beam down to the planet, and they're supposed to be tons of them, and there yeah. really wasn't that many. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they say, hey, where's the rest of our prisoners? We had mm-hmm. eight prisoners. They're not here. We cut into sick bay, mm-hmm. and seven, obviously the two that we beamed into directly to sick bay, seven is being held by the at the throat with a knife. There's yeah. a... It didn't start there, though. I mean, uh, Vehar starts with his camera on the ground, pointed to the ground on the unconscious. But there's an unconscious because there's one unconscious prisoner and one conscious prisoner, which is Iko. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was Pablo on the ground, but it's not Pablo. No, it's It's, not Pablo. It's uh, it's our guest star. But yeah, this this prisoner is very agitated, holding seven hostage. Yes. And I want to say at knife point, but it really wasn't at knife point. At device no, point. At, at device point. At medical yes. device point is what it felt like a, it felt like a knife or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah. doctor's trying to calm him down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, I'm I'm sure we can resolve this without resorting to vi- violence. What is it mm-hmm. you want? He asked for a ship and some and food. Ship and food. Yeah. That ends that scene because we go into credits. Okay. So now we've got this like, oh my gosh, there's they're at knife point mm-hmm. and there's danger to one of our heroes. So after credits, we jump back into sick bay and we find out that warden Yedek of the Nigerian detention force has arrived. Yes. Basically Yedek says he's not going to negotiate. He's yeah. Not no gonna... negotiations with prisoners. You're not leaving this ship. You're Sorry. Not the ship. Yeah. Nope. And Seven then, does get the jump on him with yeah, his quick elbows little, and... little elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the prisoner then grabs the doctor, who then mm-hmm. rolls his eyes. That's one of the biggest eye rolls I've seen oh, from the I doctor. Loved it. it was so it went, funny. Oh. Yeah, when we way like, back oh, there. I'm a hologram. I <laughs> yeah. cannot be harmed. And Tuvok shoots through the doctor to disable the prisoner, yes. the agitated prisoner. Yeah. We learn his ICO later on. Yeah. Uh, we are in the captain's ready room where, yes. where we have Yedek thanking Janeway for coming at the right moment to save them because mm-hmm. they all would have been doomed. And then the question is, well, why didn't you use the escape pods? And he said, well, because I don't want any of these prisoners to escape. They're dangerous. They're all headed we're all headed for the home world because they're going to be executed when we get there. And that's a bit of a shocker. As soon as he says that, yeah. did you see Tuvok looks over the captain? There's like a oh yeah, long silence between yeah, no. the captain and Tuvok. Yeah. Well, that was every, awesome. I even even Chakotay is a little bit like yes, and Chakotay you know, too. Yeah. What the, yeah. Um evidently that home world is about 13 light years away in the wrong direction. But Yedek mm-hmm. says, look, I can contact my people. They can send a transport over here and meet us. So that is the plan. Uh, Yedek does walk out of there, but there is a bit of a conversation mm-hmm. with Chakotay and Janeway talking mm-hmm. about how do you feel about this? And I love Janeway's comment. Well, I've got to adhere to the prime directive. And all, yeah. I, could th- all I could think about was you talking oh about how many God. times... She has ignored the prime directive. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Then we go to sick bay mm-hmm. and seven of nine is fine. The doctor has a minor glitch though, but he's tr- in his program from the Tuvok shooting him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're trying to, you know, tune him up. 
And yep. then Janeway comes in. He makes a Billy the Kid reference in this scene, too, because he says in the very top, he tells Seven, you know, I could have handled it. But then you and, you know, he's talking Tuvok about the kid. Tuvok the Kid had to, yeah. like, do your thing and da 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 da. So um, that was a funny little reference. That's I thought. funny. Yeah. yeah. Janeway shows up. Janeway does show up. Uh, mm. She comes to check on how they're doing. Yeah. Um, and then Ico jumps in and starts threatening her. Yeah, but he, he says that after he does the thing. He does the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah the hand. Is, is hand that the show that he can take he can the take pain? pain? Okay, yes. that's what it is. Okay, all right. That's yes. like one of us grabbing a electric fence, right? And saying, look, I can do this. And so that's what yeah. it was, yeah. Because he, he literally does it. Uh, he says, let me out. Janeway says, no, I'm afraid yeah. I can't do that. Right. And then he pushes his hands up against the force <sighs> field. Yeah. To show he can take the pain and threatens and then, to kill everyone. Then he says, point. Yeah, if you don't, I'll kill you all. He's a scary bad guy. He's bad, a bad, bad guy. mofo, is what yes. he is. So, can I say mofo? I mean, it's not the whole thing. I think thing. you can. Okay. Yeah. I just did. Yeah, oh, you did. Okay. Because if I said bad fomo, that's fear of missing out. I don't want to say yes. that. So, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> um, so Janeway says, beam the, the, these prisoners to their new accommodations in cargo bay. Yeah. And then we go back into cargo bay one. Yeah. And they've got this enhanced brig. I don't know what else to call it. They've built. Okay. Who built yeah. this? How do they uh, have the time to build this? How first do we have of the all? resources? We're trying to you, save on resources. Can we, we just, rep, like, can we replicate a brig? Does our think, replicator replicate something that large? Maybe probably, portions of it, maybe parts probably. of it, and we can put it together like Lego. But it's still shocking that that – I mean, that looked like a really nice detention center. It was like, look how modern and beautiful it is, and it was made within five minutes, clearly. Well, and Tuvok describes him. He says, these force fields are impenetrable, yes. as are the tri tritanium bulkheads. We, so we, Tritanium bulkheads? Where do we get the tritanium from? I what don't the, know. I don't uh, – okay. It's, I don't know. It's confusing. But, it looked nice, but confusing. Yes. Tuvok says there's guards with their weapons there. Yeah. Um, he says that you'll only be able to carry these weapons to guard your prisoners in yeah. cargo bay. You got to stay That's in it. cargo bay. Right. And just around then, Neelix arrives with mm -hmm. some food. He's got Talaxian spice stew yep. served over Leola rice pilaf. He mm. um, but Yedek's like, nope. Uh, these men do not deserve such a good meal. Yeah. And Neelix says, well, Federation protocols for the treatment of prisoners uh, requires that we feed them. So yeah. I, I think he, uh, Yedek picks up the spoons. He's not going to let them use the spoons because I guess that could be dangerous for prisoners. I don't know. I'd understand fork or knife, but spoon. I don't know anyone who's been spooned to death. Have you heard yeah. anyone been spooned to death? I don't think so. No. I, I don't know. So that kind it depends of on me. if you're like cuddling spoon. <laughs> I guess if you're cuddling spoon, you could wait, squeeze. Wait. You've you already could. told me you don't like people right up on your back. So I'm no. assuming you don't like to be spooned either. So you might be. Spooned I don't like I like to spoon, but not you, be you spooned. Play, right. So you like to play big spoon, not little. Yes. Spoon I got to play when you're big cuddling. Okay. Yes. Agreed. All right. But clearly um, they're not talking about cuddling in this scene at all. No, but no, they're not. The other uh, thing is, Robbie, have you ever seen a force field open up like that? I mean, the, the hole I, in the force field. Yeah. yeah. Has that never. 
I know because no. that 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 was duplicating in a in a modern in a current day jail cell. They like slide the, that thing over the window. Yeah, the little the, window. Yes. So they do a little, and it was exactly at the height of the actual window, and it just just opened up yep. just enough for the food, which I thought was really unique because we've I've never seen that before until now. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Jolik does thank Neelix for standing up and having his back. Mm-hmm. Which at first, I, you know, I went along for the ride with with Neelix on this. I was yeah. totally conned by Jolig, who Me later too. on is going to turn out Me to be too. a con man. Yeah, but he was very sincere, very well played. I'm going to call uh, him Jolig Suave from now on. Exactly. And instead of Rico Suave, Jolig Suave is yes, what his he's name very is. smooth. Oh my gosh! Uh, we us. go to sick bay next. Uh, seven of nine. While they're still repairing the doctor's program, yeah. they basically have a scene in sick bay where they debate. You know, the ethics of capital punishment, e- right? Of capital punishment of yeah. execution. It's basically just a, a debate scene. And that debate uh, has happened in this country over and over and over again because every state has a different rule here in this mm-hmm. United States of America. Some believe in it, some don't. Yeah. The one thing dramatically story-wise that came out of this scene, it was mostly a, an intellectual debate, but mm-hmm. but seven does say you know, to the doctor, look, uh, I'm just trying to be objective. You told me yeah. to always look at both sides of an That's argument. Right. So That's you right. do see that that Seven is trying to understand, to not take a position, but to be open to learning something, which she eventually does. You know, right. she really connects to this argument personally. Right. But at this point, she's just laying it out there that she's trying to see both sides. Yeah. And now we go to the brig again, Car- or cargo bay one, cargo bay that. one, yeah. mm-hmm. enhanced brig, yes, um, handheld again. Good job, Mike Vehar, mm-hmm. giving it that sort of prisony vibe. Um, Joleg is giving Ico crap about how he can't steal his food now. He's like teasing him. I know he was talking about how he you can't steal that other dude's food. The guy oh, in the, the cell next to him. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You can't steal his food. Right, like and you normally Ico, do. The most evil of them all at this point throws his bowl at that force field. Yeah. And uh, when he throws his bowl, the guards show up and uh, and Jolig explains, well, he doesn't think he got enough to eat. Uh, Yedek sort of threatens Iko mm-hmm. and says, you know, uh, if you cause another disturbance, um, you'll get zero food for the rest of the time that you're food. here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to withhold all the food. And that's when Iko decides to mention two names. And those names just happen to be Yedek's children. And so Yedek's yeah. like, wait, 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 wait. How do you know that? And then, of course, Iko, in his evilness, says, do yes. you know that they're safe? How do you know that they're safe? And yes. that's basically gives Mr. Yedek the chance to send his goons in to give a little bit of a roughing up. And boy, yeah. they, they beat the, they, they beat the bejesus out of, they out of, beat uh, him up hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Starfleet security runs in yeah. and puts a stop to it. But when you look down at Ico on the floor, he's bleeding red from his, all over his head. Mm-hmm. They really kicked him in the head or whatever they did. Well, they, By the they, way, they used the, the butt of the, uh, the phaser rifle. The rifle. Like, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Just kind of pistol whipped him or something. But yeah. This is also the scene where Iko first he grabs the the grate above his oh, cell. And, he's, and he's doing and pull-ups like that. Pulls is up that... with his fingers and he's just holding himself there. Yeah. Which is again, I guess, to show he doesn't feel pain or he doesn't maybe he likes the pain. Because right. that would not be easy to do. Now, when you saw that happening, 
Didn't you see a little bit of flexion happening in the actual grading where it was? Yes. It was now if this, is tri- if this is not tri- 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 tritanium, whatever the heck, yes. I mean, which should be completely no, immovable, right? Bending, so, yeah. yeah. So this is another little bit of a slip here, a little bit of yeah. a hole. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, looks bad. Not good. Uh, no. Captain's ready room. Janeway is basically dressing down Yedick, and he, he says, "He owed." Yeah, how dare you? How dare Unarmed you? Unarmed man, yeah. defenseless man. Yeah, no yeah. matter what he's done, yeah, that's that's brutal and torture is not okay yeah. with us. And, yeah. So uh, now, two Yedick bucks in charge. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, Yedick says, "Well, violence is all he knows. He's yeah. spent his entire life." Hurting people, hurting people, and that guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but Jamie does yeah. forbid him. He's like, "You and your men are not even allowed to enter Cargo Bay mm-hmm. One at, from this mm-hmm. point forward." Tuvok is now in charge, and Yedik's like, "No, no, no, he doesn't have the skills to do this work of a guard." And he's Jamie gonna... gets really defensive. Yeah, there she's too. like, "Yeah, she's... he does. Yeah, he yeah. can do it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tuvok has been a Starfleet security officer for a very long time. Believe me, he's qualified. Yeah, she, she was said like, it to Mac. She was very gritted teeth. She, gritted teeth. she was really standing up for Tuvok. She became there. a pirate at that point. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she stood up for Tuvok, her man. Remember, mm-hmm. she held hands with him in that one episode saying, This is true. my man. I already have one. So true. she's going to stick true. up for him. Yeah, so now we're in Sick Bay and. We learned that the doctor needs Seven's help. He needs Seven's nanoprobes to help bypass the edema in his parietal lobe. Like he's been beaten so bad that there's damage to his brain. Yep. And the only way to, to help, you know, heal this is to utilize yep. Borg nanoprobes, which she agrees to. But at first she's like, well, what's the point? Like yeah, if he's, he's already be executed, die, yeah. why, why would you do this? Why would yeah. you even do that? Yeah. And he says, uh, what happens later is irrelevant, right. that he is not about to let him die. Right. As long as he's on this ship, he's yeah. not going to die. As long yeah. as he's under the care of the doctor, the doctor is going to keep this person alive. Yes. But by, by the way, this is the scene where I realized, you know, the doctor is bald. Let's mm-hmm. just, you know, say yes. what it is. And I realized <laughs> Yedik is, is also, bald. also bald. Okay. Why didn't th- they should have connected in this episode? Like, Hey, you're bald too. Maybe the, I, you know there could have been a bridge to some relationship with the bald guys. I, I don't. I didn't know that that aliens had you know genetic baldness in their species, but I guess they do. Anyway, just a little sidebar. I, I'm sorry. Just the way you the way you frame that. You're like, hey, yeah. you're bald too, and that's they have this whole conversation, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, there should have been this 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 common, you know, this this one thing that brings them together that they yes. realize, hey, we have this in common. Yes. Right? Yes. But they didn't even they didn't even use that. They didn't even talk about it. No, nope. no, nope. no. So we go back to uh we go back cargo to bay. the cargo bay one or mm. the enhanced brig as yes. I call it. The enhanced brig. Uh, I noticed here a beautiful crane shot over the top of those cages. Yes. And I, I just made a note also that. I had noticed in this Cargo Bay one, all these scenes, they had those kind of moves. So they must have had, they must have shot all these scenes on the same day and had this crane because cranes were expensive. We didn't use cranes unless it was a special deal. So if they had rented the crane or, you know, set to use the crane. How much is a crane? Honestly, like give me a ballpark. What would it cost to rent the crane? 
I, I don't know. Cause you've got a crane, you've got the operators, depending on if it was a remote head and yeah. the equipment. I mean, it could be, you know, five, $10,000 maybe just for the day. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. Between yeah. all the, all the little costs of it. Right. Yeah. It's, it could be significant. Okay. So yeah, if they had a crane for that day, we didn't carry a crane, you know, as a, as a regular tool, you couldn't mm-hmm. just pull it out. If you decided to use a crane, you had to plan right. for it. That's right. So yeah, lots of shots. I love the opening shot in this brig scene. And I also liked the fact that it was dark in there. Like, I feel like our show looks really good in these dark sets. Mm-hmm. Marvin did a great job of lighting this enhanced brig. Mm-hmm. The lights built into the corners of the set were kind of cool. I just thought the set looked really cool. Yeah, it did look cool. And I just came to one realization. Why did they yes. even have tritanium on top? Why didn't they just make the force field go all the way on top. They could have just and over. Yeah. Mm. Why didn't they just make force fields <laughs> and not build cages? And but, but the cages yeah. look cool. The cages. That's look cool. true. We needed it to look cool. And also, we needed Ico to grab with his fingers and go and do his pull ups. So mm-hmm. you can't grab a force field with your fingers and yeah. pull up. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, we're back in the enhanced brig. Cool shots, as as we discussed, to open the scene. Mm-hmm. We see Neelix coming in to serve the prisoners another meal. Jolig sort of starts a conversation with Neelix. And mm-hmm. uh, and he basically says, well, guess why I'm here? And mm-hmm. Neelix says, well, I think you must have killed someone. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, well, I'll tell you why. It's because I am Benkaran. Mm-hmm. And the Benkaran, uh, they believe that we're all criminals and when he was found at the scene of a murder, he was arrested, he says, but uh, they didn't believe his claim of innocence. And just because he's Bakaran, uh, he says it doesn't matter if he was innocent because they believe they're all criminals. So yeah, he's really getting sympathy from Neelix. Um, he is. But what does that remind you of, this whole setup, this whole conversation? I don't know. Like, the, what are the parallels with our society? Profiling, because, I guess. Well, like, well, because later, later when Neelix does more research, he finds out that Bankarans only make up 10% of the Nigerian population or, or yeah. territory, but yet yeah. they make up 80% of the prisons, which is almost yeah. identical to the numbers for, Af- for well, yeah. it's almost identical to the numbers of African Americans that are incarcerated. They right. only make up 13% of the population, but yet they make up a majority of the prison population right right so that's the way i mean that's the parallel that i saw i thought yeah. oh wow it's the bias and the racism yes. of Benkar. Benkarns yes. are just assumed to be bad guys mm-hmm. so he gets the sympathy of neelix and you see at the end of the scene a very long close-up i don't know if you remember but on neelix's face on, yeah it held on neelix he sort of turned and thought looked at the other yeah. prisoners and yeah. back and yeah you could see that he was getting sympathy <laughs> Joel was getting, he was getting sucked in. He was getting sucked in at that point. And I was too. And you were too as well. Right. So we all got sucked in on this one. Uh, We go to sick bay next. Ico wakes up. He's surprised to hear that it was seven's nanoprobes Mm -hmm. that saved him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's kind of dizzy though. He tries to sit up. He's got a headache or something. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor goes to get some, uh, you know, another injection or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ico says, you're not afraid of me. Mm-hmm. And Seven says, there's no reason to fear someone in your condition. Yeah. Maniko says, no, you were never afraid of me, not even when I tried to kill you. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's nice to look in someone someone's eyes 
and not see fear. It's nice to look into someone's eyes and not see fear, which is a really profound statement right there. Big time. Very profound. And also clearly a huge change. Like suddenly, whatever this treatment is, something is happening. Something is happening and he is changing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like before that treatment, his statement would have been, one of the things I love the most is looking into people's eyes and seeing fear. I think it was the opposite of that yeah. statement before him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mess hall time. Mess hall time. Ah, Finally, here we go. I have a scene. Here we go. Here ne- we go. So Neelix is hanging out in yeah. the back of the mess hall. Yeah, he's doing and, research right there. Well, he's, he's in his kitchen. He's in his he's kitchen. In his, yeah, he's in yeah. his kitchen behind this glass wall. Yeah. And then suddenly you hear... From behind that glass yeah. wall, Paris says, do you have to be a criminal to get something to eat around here? <laughs> I loved it. It was so funny. Uh, but Neelix is just reading his pad. He says, uh, sorry, dinner will be ready in 15 minutes. And then you guys just open up that thing like it's Torres, curtains to a Paris stage. And Torres I, slide the windows open. Yeah. And Bolana uh, says, well, you said that 15 minutes ago. Clearly yeah. they're hungry. Yeah, they are very hungry, mm-hmm. but um, Neelix is just caught up in doing this research. He's oh reading my about gosh. the Nigerian criminal justice system, and he goes on to explain to to Torres, to Bolan, and Tom. You what know, I just thing, said earlier, ten percent, right? Yes. And yeah, eighty percent are in the prisons, and he thinks Joe like might be innocent. That mm-hmm. is. That is basically what the message of the scene is. He and Paris sort of calls it. He's like, Neelix, yeah. you know, you you've got the softest touch in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. You know, be careful yeah. mm-hmm. getting sucked into this. Yep. Um, yep. And Paris even says, like, when he was in at the Federation Penal Colony, yeah. um, that everybody had a story. Everybody yep. had a con. Mm-hmm. But Neelix does point out that the stakes here are higher because no one there was sentenced to die. So that's right. Um, this I like this scene though. I thought. Um, it was fun. I thought I had some light comedy in it. Tom did, and it was just fun to to have that threesome and the yeah and the food thing. I don't know. I just were I you okay the with the whole thing being closed and then it opened up? Well, I mean, you're, I, I'm like, not really okay weird. with that. I don't. It was, I'm, I'm not bizarre. okay with it because we've never seen it before. I feel like nah. it was literally put in for this. Well, I'm okay with it opening, but I thought it should have opened when you first say something like, "Hey, can we get some food in here?" Not like. You know, you say your first line was like, is it only prisoners that get food or whatever you say? Right. Like, yeah. I, would, I thought maybe that's when you should open it in the beginning instead of just but staying. It wouldn't have been as funny. Yeah, I suppose. It was funnier to have it shut and talking through the wall. I don't okay. know. All right. I, I, I like the scene. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun, light distraction from a pretty heavy episode. Yeah. Um, there wasn't uh, much lightness or comedy in this episode. It's very true. Uh, we very do well. have an exterior spaceship shot, sort of break it up a little Finally, bit. Finally, I, I made a note, not that's, I think that may be our first flyby yeah. in the episode. It, it and is. It is. Usually we have a lot more. So this yeah. was uh, finally yeah. we got it, a flyby. It took a little while. And then we move over to Sick Bay. Yes. Where. I got to say, Ico really is just completely just bit by bit. You're like, wow, this is not the same person <laughs> at no, all. No, and, he's a whole new person. Yeah. And he's just confused about how the doctor didn't get hurt earlier. And the doctor yes. explains, well, I'm a hologram. I'm photonic. And he's like, well, I'm not I'm not I'm sure I understand that. He says, I'm made of light. And that's when he goes, 
well, I wish I was made of light because he does. He doesn't want to yes. feel the pain that he's starting to feel about all the bad things he's done to all the people. This is the beginnings of him sort of feeling like, oh my gosh, something's yes. going on with me. Yes. Right. And the doctor wants to give Iko another round of nanoprobes to help out with his healing. Um, and while he's talking to Seven about this, Iko kind of yells out in pain. The doctor comes back and he says that his stomach and and he just it's it, excruciating pain. He's feeling yes. like he's going to throw up. It's not good. And it's really the guilt. The, well, of, the doctor scans him and says, I'm not detecting anything. Yeah, right. What is it? What's yeah. wrong? And he yeah. says, well, I can't stop thinking about, thinking about the guy that, that I killed. killed. Yes. Yes. He said, basically admits he's never felt this feeling before. He's never no. felt guilt before. No. And then he pivots a little bit. He says, well, maybe you're doing this to me on purpose. This is my punishment because he thinks this is some type of advanced technological punishment yeah. where you feel. And, you know, the doctor is a little bit confused, but he says to the doctor, I want you to remove these nanoprobes. I don't want them to, f I don't want to feel this anymore. This is killing He'd rather me, literally. Die than I'd rather die than feel these He's feelings. He's really yeah. struggling with this transformation and dealing huge, with his feelings. Yeah. Huge transformation. We go to the med medical lab after this. He's looking at some scans and he tells Seven, the doctor does, tells mm. Seven that uh, there's some new neural pathways through his cortex. Yeah, the uh, neurotransmitters have established new pathways throughout his cortex. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the doctor admits, he says he can't be sure if it's abnormal without accessing information about, you know, about their biology from the Nigerian government. Yeah. And that's kind of uh, kind of how it ends. You know, Seven says, well, you need to talk to Yedek and uh, contact a Nigerian medical officer, and maybe they can give you some of that biological information. So. Right. We see that, you know, the doctor thinks maybe something is happening. But we do have a continuation of this scene in that Aiko does ask Seven to sort of hang out and stay. She's about to walk out of sickbay. And he says, please stay, mm -hmm. stay and talk with me. I'm scared. And again, these are words that probably have never come out of Aiko's mouth, um, yeah. saying he's scared. That does give her pause. She does walk yeah. over and she says, well, what do you want to talk about? And he's and he's really He's verklempt. He, he can't come up with anything. He's like, uh, and then she <laughs> says, well, I'm doing astrometrics. And then he says, well, what is that? So then she talks yeah. about what astrometrics is and stars, and, study yeah. of stars. And he goes, yeah. oh, wow. I, I was remember. a kid. Mm -hmm. I used to lie under the stars for hours yeah. and stare until I could see the shapes. Yeah. Seven's like, wait, shapes? Shapes, goes, yeah. Yeah, faces and animals made out of stars. And she's yeah. like, oh, oh, constellation. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he names uh, a few concepts. Oh, he's, he says that he named them himself. Yes. He named one of them Paidos, Paidos, the warrior, and Gezed, the beast. The warrior is chasing after the beast, but can never, ever, ever catch up because they're always it's the same distance. It's like yeah. poetic in this scene. He, he really he's is. Very, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, you were just a killer, and now you're becoming a poet. And That's I also all you noticed need. in the scene, the close-ups were tighter than normal for our show. And I think yes. it was absolutely appropriate, but some beautiful close-ups on everybody. There was also, in the close-ups, I'm sure you saw this, but some of the close-ups, there was almost like golden light filter on people. Yeah. Like, it just like, wow, it looked like a beauty uh, yeah. filter of some sort yeah. as yeah. well. But you're right. It's just a nanoprobe a day will keep the uh, murderous thoughts away, clearly. Yep. Um, yeah. Onella is another one that he named a constellation which had all the daughters of other 16 stars around it that were called that he named the daughters. But now we're again, we're, we're 
we're finally empathizing or we're feeling yeah. Um, yeah. for this character. We, the, we, the humanity in a the way. humanity I mean, you know, of it. He's yes. an alien, but I, you know, we're yes. feeling the soul of this we person. We are feeling the soul of this person. And, and mm-hmm. now we are invested in this character. We yeah. start to care for this character. Yeah. And we have another exterior ship shot at this point. The finally, second one. Finally, yes. Shot finally, we're back into our groove. Yeah. And funny enough, I also named that last uh, location uh, mess hall as well, even though it was sick bay. So I feel like my neurotransmitters are not firing yes. correctly either. You must have been I hungry. Need, uh, well, or I need nanoprobes, food or nanoprobes, one of yeah. the two. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're in cargo bay one now. Where, or the enhanced brig. Uh, or the EB. I'm going to even go even shorter. Enhanced brig shortened mm-hmm. is EB. So we're back in the EB and Neelix is playing Caddiscott with Jolig. Jolik seems like, you know, he's taken, uh, he's gotten the hang of it. He he wins that game. And we learn a little bit more about what, what happened to Jolik. We also learn a little bit more about how the Nigerian penal system works. Mm-hmm. And after the accused is convicted, it is the family of the victim that decides the sentencing, mm-hmm. which... If you think about that, oh my gosh, if that it's was all about revenge. Oh I mean, my to God. me, like when if, I heard that, I'm like, oh, an eye for an eye, like it's revenge. It, it really is. Revenge it really is. justice. Right. And, you know, Neelix talks about, well, you know, in, in my research, there are certain people that committed murder that did not get the death penalty. And that's when we learn that if you have enough financial resources, if you happen to be a very rich Nigerian, you can negotiate with the victim's family by saying, look, let me make reparations for the death, for the murder of your loved one. And I will just stay in prison for life and I won't be Mm -hmm. executed, basically. So, you know, the the privileged are the ones who are able to escape the death penalty. But again, I didn't I didn't realize this con going on, but Neelix offers to ask the captain for for help you know, of for yeah. help to pay reparations. The mm-hmm. That's and, right. And uh, Jolik says, oh, I don't want to admit guilt. Yeah. You know, he says, I don't want to admit guilt. I don't want to pay the victims and admit guilt. But he says, the one thing you could do for me is, is I'd love to write a letter to my brother. To my brother. Yeah. If you can get that letter simple. to my bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Neelix is like, of course. He oh, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. We also learned the Nigerian, ancient Nigerian language phrase, vecto valet cavatum, which means favor the victims. We learned that in this scene. So that's the sentencing part of it, of course. Yeah. Neelix goes to get a pad and help him write a letter to his brother. And we go back to sick bay. And I wrote down amazing opening shot in the sick bay. We'd never done this in seven years before. It was behind the surgical bed. Coming out of like the roof, the blackness of the set oh. and dro- dropping down. It was just, it was amazing. It was a great angle. We've pulled those walls back there before to sh- to put the camera, but we've never actually kind of made a move through the structure of the ship in that way. I thought it was mm. really cool. So yeah, bravo, Mike Vehar. Good shot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we come down in sick bay, Seven's entering, um, Ico's there. Uh, she brought data on star formations for him. On and a pad like, oh, Yeah, on a pad de de de. Yes. And he, he looks at it and he's like, well, these are just numbers. He says, I want to see the stars. So mm-hmm. again, the poet in him. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And she says, well, when she comes back, she'll bring some star charts or something, you know, for him to look at. Right. The next time she comes back. Mm -hmm. Next time. And then he asks about her implant, uh, uh, her ocular implant. And she says, well, the Borg had installed it. And he says at that point, he says, wow, that must have hurt. Yeah. And Seven says, I don't recall. Yeah, I don't recall. And Aiko responds, well, I hurt people. I deserve to die. Yeah. And I feel like that really lands on seven, the mm-hmm. ocular implant, mm-hmm. the pain that she felt. Mm-hmm. And know, the pain that she inflicted on all yes. the people that she assimilated and had to put that in impl- Yeah, that yeah. definitely landed on her. But we don't know Isn't that it? until later. We don't know that we, until yeah, later. Yeah, that no. happens later where she yeah. puts it all together, but it's definitely yeah. well, um, this yeah. She's starting to relate to, yes. to this murderer. Yeah. She feels uh she's starting to feel the same things that he had to go through. And now the doctor yeah. sort of interrupts this by calling Seven over to show her some scans of a normal Nigerian brain and mm-hmm. an Ico's brain scan before and after the nanoprobes. And he talks about a certain node there that's not connected in his old brain, which means yep. um that that was really important because the disconnection is basically a disconnection of 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 his conscience there is no moral it's, compass it's, there's yeah. no he doesn't care right well, he calls it a birth defect he said right. you know he was born I'm, like that born yeah. like this mm-hmm. it's like a birth defect that he mm-hmm. had and right but the nanoprobes heal yeah completely yeah, when he fixed used seven's it. nanoprobes to treat her injuries from the assault it seemed that they inadvertently repaired the defects as well yeah and janeway's there and yeah. uh Janeway says, well, you activated his conscience. Yeah. Um, that would explain why he's suddenly experiencing guilt. So yeah. I also want to give a shout out to both makeup and hair for Ico in this episode, because every scene after the nanoprobes, they make him look better and better. He's yeah. less threatening. I mean, all of a sudden yeah. it's like, hey, this is a guy you'd like to marry your sister to. You know, yeah, it's like a what? Warmer. Oh, and my friendlier Fr- yeah. and His hair is quaffed better. His, like, his face doesn't look as menacing. I don't know what they did, color. but they. Yes. A little yeah. more, yes. So good job for hair and makeup on this. Yeah. 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 Um, so we leave the medical lab and go to the briefing room and they're explaining this to Yedek. Mm-hmm. And Yedek does not buy it. Um, <laughs> yeah, just does not buy it. And the doctor says, "Look, Ico is a victim of his own biology," and and yeah, Yedek's like, like, "Oh, oh really? Oh, he's yeah. the victim? I don't think yeah. so, buddy. Yeah. This guy's a he's a menace to society. He's a monster. There's no way. There's no way." Yeah. And Janeway argues for you know uh, he's fundamentally changed, and killing him is not going to accomplish anything. Right. Um, but Yedek says, "Well, that's not your decision to make." Right. And then Seven chimes in, well, nor is it yours, Mr. Yedick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it Seven or Janeway who asked about the, the other process to get the appeal going? I well, don't seven brings it up. Seven brings it up. Well, Janeway is the one that says, listen, we could debate this all day, but the fact is our right. personal opinions are irrelevant. All that right. matters is Nigerian law. So, right. So, yeah, she brings up, let's look into the law and see if this changes anything. And right. Tuvok says maybe there's a... a uh, means of appeal at his disposal. Yeah. And, and, Yedek, and Yedek very reluctantly says, yes, there he concedes, is. Yeah, yes. He concedes not, not happily, but he does concede. Jamie yeah. does ask Yedek to help Tuvok draft the appeal. Yeah. So then we go to sick bay from here and yeah. another cool shot I've never seen before. Super yeah. low angle. Uh, Iko's leaning on the bio bed, the surgical bed there yeah. down on the floor, looking yeah. straight up. It was just yeah. a cool, cool angle. Yeah. 
And, and I like uh, how, how I like I like the angle, but I also like how this scene is an immediate response to Janeway saying, "Help Tubok draft an appeal," because to immediately you see that awesome shot, and Iko says, "Like I don't want the appeal. Take you back know? the appeal. Take it yeah. back. Forget it. Don't submit it. Nope. Yep. I deserve um, to die." And uh, Seven says, "You'd rather die because you think it'll relieve your pain," and Iko mm-hmm. says, "Death is what I deserve." Right. So he's really. Um, feeling guilty and wants to make amends, you know, he yeah. wants to make reparation, make things right. Definitely. I also noted here, I finally noticed his prison jumpsuit has lights on. Did you notice <laughs> yes. all these little like Legos? It took, you, it took you until, well, you know what it reminded me of? Do you remember that little kids game when we were younger that we used to play? We uh, light bright, light oh, bright. Yeah. Was that like little, light bright. it looked like light bright thingies on his, uh, his yeah. uniform. Yeah. 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 And it was sort of in a weird pattern. I don't yeah. get the purpose of it, but no idea. He's got lights on his jumpsuit. So. Yeah. And as far as I know, I mean, we have had a few light things like the that suit that you wore on Alice that had some light stuff yeah. going on. It's right? kind of a space suit, though. Space, this is, yeah. Maybe this is like a tracking suit for prisoners that maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but this is the scene where Seven, when Iko says death is what I deserve. She starts to remember when her ocular uh, or occipital implant was being installed. And well, she, she, says, didn't start, she didn't start to remember. She always remembered. She just did yes. not tell him Make that it the was connection painful. Or yeah. tell him. Right. But she says that was the most painful thing she had ever experienced. Ever experienced. And then once she was bored, she did it to others. Others, yeah. And she, you know, in, in her way of connecting with his story, she says, you know what, you're not the same person anymore. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to debate it with her. He puts his hands back on the force field again. <laughs> yeah, he does the uh, thing I again. I want to go back to myself. <laughs> but why was he, do- okay, why would he do that again there? I don't understand. Is it because he because he feels like he deserves the pain because of all the bad things he's done? I think he's punishing himself. It's self punishment. And she says, "You're free to remain here in sick bay." And he goes, "Am I still sick?" Yeah. No. And she said, "He says, well, I don't want any special treatment." Yeah. So he's really, you know, they're trying to offer him some compassion and and a break, and he doesn't want it. He He doesn't want any of it. Yep. Yep. Uh, another exterior spaceship shot right here. Yeah. Third one. Here we go. And now um, back to Cargo Bay 1. The EB, or Enhanced the, Brig. The Enhanced Brig in Cargo Bay 1. Another cool crane shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, from above the, the thing, Ico is doing pull-ups again. Yeah. And then keep he, in shape. he drops down and notices that Egrid has an empty dish. He's kind of like trying to wipe the crumbs out of yeah. his empty bowl. Yeah. Ico, Ico notices this. And when Neelix offers Ico dinner, he refuses it. And he yeah. says, no, uh, give, it, give it to him. Give it to, give it mm-hmm. to Egrid. Mm-hmm. And a nice little scene. But you do see Jolik notice this. Yeah, Jolik's like, mm, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah, yeah, he seems a bit confused. He's confused because or... he doesn't know what the angle is. Because he's yeah. like, wait, is there something? Is this going to lead to something else? You know, yeah. he doesn't know what's happening at mm-hmm. all. We go to, I think, the ready room next. Captain's ready room, yes. Yeah. Go seven. To the ready room. Yeah. Seven is called in there. I did make a note. We start outside on the, the cameras on the bridge outside of the ready room. The door opens and then seven comes into the shot, goes into the room. And as the camera pushes in, the door shuts. Closes. What does that remind you of? I don't know, but it was cool. Cool shot. <laughs> Robbie. What? Really? Okay. There. Okay. So. In The Godfather, Marlon Brando 
is in the room with Robert Duvall, and they're waiting for Michael Corleone, the son, to come in to basically accept his position in the family. The doors open. Michael Corleone walks in, and the doors close. And Corleone's oh, wife is one. Oh my god! It was the same. It was almost set up exactly. Same shot. The, same yeah. shot. And I was like, because it's very effective. It's a very yeah. effective shot. So yeah, yeah. It was a very cool shot. I mm. love the way that that scene opened. Seven goes in, though. She says, you wanted to see me. Janeway says, yes, we've received a response from the Nigerians. The family has refused to consider an appeal. Yeah, yeah. And they, won't, they won't even look at the scientific uh, information. They don't even care. They like, won't nope. even look at it. Nope. Uh, the, uh, Yedek says the family found the request insulting. Yeah, they were offended by that. Mm-hmm. And Seven's now defending him. She's go, she, Seven goes, you know, your government should insist that they review this. And Yedek says, we have laws protecting victims from emotional distress. Mm-hmm. Seven gets very frustrated. Um, basically, she gets really frustrated. Captain says, you know what? That's enough. I want to speak to her privately. Yeah. Kicks Yedek out. Yeah, and- Seven even suggests to Janeway that we offer asylum to Ico yeah. on the ship. Mm-hmm. And Seven says, it's like the opportunity that you gave me. And then Janeway sort of, you know, calls Seven out. She says, like, I think this is more about... You, Seven, than Ico. Yeah. You still feel responsible for all the violent acts that you had to do as a Borg. So essentially, Janeway's saying to Seven that if Ico is cleared of these these crimes or if the family sort of pardons him, that somehow you will feel pardoned for all the bad things that you did as a Borg in in a way. So Janeway's sort of saying this this is you're feeling guilty that this is, you know, you're you're getting Mm -hmm. personally involved here. Yeah. And just as they're getting into this conversation, bam, there's a Boom. big, big attack, sparks. Yeah. Uh, they run onto the bridge. Yeah. Uh, I think Chicote says an alien vessel just dropped out of warp and mm-hmm. opened fire. That's right. Yep. Go out to space. Again, that ship looks a lot like the Delta Flyer. They stole my designs. It did, but this is nothing. Okay, fine. This is another <laughs> ship that, that isn't the same ship as the first one that kind of, yeah. uh, you know, had issues with yeah. radiation. But yet, yes, they copied your design again. A little bit. There's just a little some bit. influence there, which yeah. I, you know, would like my trademark copyrighted yeah. on uh, that. Well, we, we kind of jump back and forth between the bridge and the enhanced brig. Um, as the attack happens, you see fritzing going on in the brig area, like the force mm-hmm. fields are kind of going in and out, in and out. We jump back to the bridge. Kim has a line. By the way, I think we only see Harry on the bridge in this entire episode. That's, That's it. true. Yeah. Yes. And Harry says, we've lost power on decks eight through 10. Janeway's like, oh, the cargo bay. where the cargo bay is. Dun, dun, dun. Tuvok. Well, she didn't even say anything. Tuvok no. just walks out. He's, they have like, un, you know, they, they don't even need to speak. Yeah, they have they ESP. No. Yeah. yeah. So he leaves to contain those prisoners. And we are down in cargo bay one where force fields do fritz out entirely. Uh, a couple of prisoners get zapped by the guards, but then the rest sort of overpower the rest of the security detail that's there. Mm-hmm. And they get, um, they get knocked out into the prisoners escape. Mm-hmm. Now we're on the bridge. And the prisoners escape, except Ico. Ico doesn't do anything. Ico stays in his yeah. Ico just he like stays no, in his cell. I'm not going to do anything. They do say in this scene, "Let's go storm the bridge." So yeah, yeah. doesn't yeah. look good. No. Uh, uh, we go out to space. The little ship is still, still attacking. firing. Yeah, and that that little ship had a lot of firepower for like it was knocking for a, not for yeah. a tiny ship against us. It was, uh, a, it was a surprise attack. That's yes, what I figured. Yes, but we discover we discover that that ship is trying to beam off all the Benkaran prisoners mm-hmm. off of Voyager. 
No one else, just the Bakharin, not the Nigerians, just the Bakharins. Mm-hmm. And we also learned that someone is trying to get into the shuttle bay. And we do jump to a scene in the corridor where we find out it's Joe Lig. Joe Lig is there. He's like phasering along with another prisoner trying to mm-hmm. knock down that door. But at that point, it's Yedek and company that sort of show up and shoot one of the prisoners. Well, I think Tuvok shoots one of the prisoners and then he goes to see him. And that's when Yedek like nods to his guy, like, let's go. It seemed a little sketchy. Like Yedek was kind of. Going was that right? Rogue because Yedek is taken hostage by Jolig in this scene. In, in, the in corridor. a minute. But oh, in the, at okay. this point, the first Got guy, you. Yes. Tuvok shoots down. Um, yeah. But uh, Tuvok does say that that ship is trying to transport the prisoners off. Right. Go back to the bridge. Uh, Harry says they're trying to lock on to all five Benkaran life signs. Oh. Uh, so they're trying to get these prisoners, the Benkarans. That's what I said earlier. So either my notes are off or your notes are off in the timeline, because I thought that was before the corridors, but maybe not. I it's mean, kind I mean of jump, it jumps it is, you know, Actually, a there's a couple of shots in the corridor is what it is. The final mm-hmm. shot in the corridor is Joe like trying to get into the shuttle bay because it shows them yep. shooting it at. Right. And that's yeah. when Yedek knocks out one guy, but Yedek is taken hostage by Joe like, and then they abscond somewhere with yeah uh, well, I, actually they go back to the enhanced brig they head back they to do they go back and jolik says you've got five minutes to get us a shuttle yeah uh, tuvok says tuvok to bridge lock on to get a signature beam him to before he can even finish beaming anyone anywhere janeway says transporters are offline yeah. we need 10 minutes to get them up and running right and can't do we, anything yeah we go to the brig they throw Yedek on the floor. They, they seal, also seal the doors. Yes. Seal the door right. in the enhanced brig or cargo yeah. bay one. Yedek says, uh, you, you guys are not getting off the ship. And then Jolig says, well, then I suppose I should kill you right now. Right now. Yeah. And you and hear so, him power up the his little phaser. His phaser. Yeah. And then Iko says, wait, don't. He's mine. Yeah. You saw how they beat me. So he yeah. he's he, he says here he wants to be the one to kill uh, yeah. yeah. And so Jolik gives him the phaser. And then Yedek thinks, yeah, I knew it. You were a bad guy. Right. You haven't changed. And Jolik laughs. I call, uh, no, it wasn't Jolik that laughed. It Who was. Laughed? Oh, no, you're yeah, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jolik did laugh. Sorry. It was Jolik. Jolik laughs yeah. about this. Off then, camera. He's like, off <laughs> camera. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Iko turns the phaser and hands it to Yedek. He floor. does it in one smooth move, which was it's super very, cool. He's holding, yeah. he's pointing it at Yedek, and he just goes, kind of like how, like you know, rock and roller drummers kind of just spin that little, you know, drumstick. Yeah. He just spun that that phaser yep. in his hand. So then, of course, Yedek grabs it and then takes out mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. Jolig and the other bad guy, or the other prisoner that's yep. there. Mm-hmm. We've got a space shot. So Iko has changed. Yeah. This is the lesson here. Uh, we yeah. have a space shot, Captain's Log Supplemental. Mm-hmm. Warden Yedek has used his influence to convince the Nigerian family to hear Iko's appeal for leniency. So we yeah. think we're headed towards a uh, you know, a happy ending here. We do, we do. And, and we see yeah. the we see the appeal. And I'm gonna say, as far as close-ups are concerned, usually those close-ups are reserved for the series regulars, but in here it was you know, it was an ICO close up for yeah. the appeal. I was like, wow, he's he's that's ECU right there. Very, very close. He says, I'm a different person. I'm a better person. And this crew has helped me to see that. Mm-hmm. Then he turns and has a long, lingering look with seven. Seven, yeah. 
Yeah. And, the only person uh, that's ever been nice to him, basically. And he uh, turns back to the family. If my death helps you find peace, I can accept that. Yeah. But if you let me live, I'll never hurt anyone again. Whatever right. you decide. Right. I just want you to know how sorry I am, I am for what I took from you. Yeah. A really heartfelt and sincere apology or Agreed. statement. Uh, really well done. Yeah. And uh, then we go back to the enhanced brig. Jolig's in there and, and Neelix walks in. And Jolix says, are we playing Caddiscott later? Yeah. Neelix is pissed off. No, he's yeah. like, you know, you, you used me. You mm-hmm. used me. And Jolix tries to say, say that, no, no, no. You know, I, I, I didn't know my brother was going to come and try to save me, you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. They, okay. So yeah. there we go. All right. So then we astrometrics, seven and Ico. Seven is showing Ico. All the little constellations that Ico had mentioned when he was a kid. So he's mm-hmm. looking at those up on the big astrometric screen. It's a beautiful shot, by the way. He walks Wonderful up shot. next to the screen and yes. he's just filled with the stars all around him. So good. Seven even says, you know, if, if you'd like, I can ask Captain Janeway to consider letting you stay here. Yeah. And Ico says, well, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. Yeah. And uh, I won't be any help to anyone. And Seven says, well, there are other ways to be useful. I'm sure we can think of something. Mm-hmm. Ico says, I'd, I'd really like that. And then Janeway arrives and basically says, unfortunately, the family uh, has not changed their mind. In between those... <laughs> Two scenes in astrometrics, we do have the exterior space shot of Voyager at warp, which typically we don't see it at warp, but it was at warp. And yes, the news. Bad news. He's not going to, they're not going to let him off. He's going to go back to be executed. Sad, tragic ending. And as he's leaving, he turns to seven. He says, you were the first person who wasn't afraid to look me in the eye. Mm -hmm. That's how I want to remember you. Yeah. And uh, it's very sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and Seven is very moved there. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a time cut later in Astrometrics. Seven, Janeway comes back in. Seven tells Janeway that it's not fair that Iko was executed for killing one person. While yeah, she I wrote this down. Yeah, she said, Iko was executed for taking a single life as a mm-hmm. drone. I took thousands, but I was never punished. Janeway responds with, you lost 20 years of your life to the Borg. I'd say that's punishment enough. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of that up. And she puts her hand on Seven's shoulders. It was a nice, tender moment. It was. Very nice. Because it duplicated Ico's hand on Seven's shoulder as well. He did that, Mm -hmm. too, before he he left. So Everybody needs to put their hand on Seven's shoulder. (laughs) Evidently. But, you know, I mean, you want a happy ending as much as possible. But basically, sometimes there isn't always a happy ending. No. And maybe that is sort of the lesson of this episode, mm. you know, in is a way. Is that your lesson? Is that your well, thing? Well, I mean, what I wanted to say with it was that life isn't always fair. <laughs> that, yeah. you know, you may do all the things that 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 are right or, or, or to set yourself up for success or whatever it may be. And you still may be spinning your wheels, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and somebody else gets the promotion. Someone else gets that. And here you are thinking this is not fair, but it, this is part of how life is. Mm-hmm. That's so I guess maybe that is my lesson. Life isn't always nice. fair. Yeah. Do you have a separate uh, lesson? I do. My my theme for this episode was kind of about their justice system and the idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That um for seven, she's got to learn to forgive herself for the things she feels guilty about. That's the only way she's going to find peace. Otherwise, she's going to be tormented and haunted. Mm. And uh 
you know, even even the family that wouldn't let Ico, you know, wouldn't be open to maybe Ico is not the same person. Mm. They're not going to find peace by getting revenge on him right. and having him executed. It's not going right. to bring back their loved one. It's not no. going to. So forgiveness is the theme for me. That forgiveness is the only way to peace. That's like my that. theme. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. Ratings time. You give yours first. I'll give mine after yours. I gotta say, there's a lot of things I think that are good about this episode, but ultimately, it didn't grab me. Oh no! It did not grab me. It was well directed. Our guest stars were good actors, good ideas in the script, but ultimately, I was meh, meh. I think because we didn't have enough of our regular cast. I mean, like you said, you were only on the bridge for a couple of scenes, and yeah, Dakota didn't have much to do. I don't know. Dakota had nothing to do practically in this one. Didn't grab me this episode. Okay, all right. So what's your what's your lower rating? Five point two. Five point two. Dang. I'm not going to go that low. I'm sticking with it. Five point two. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to give it higher. I'm going to go seven point one. What? I'll tell you why. Because this is an important issue. It, it is. is an important capital issue. punishment is huge deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going off of the message, you know, uh, the message and the 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 subject matter it gives me yeah, a seven point one. I get it. Okay. Okay. Let's let's well, hear what the average is. Our captain and admiral's average rating for repentance six point eight, which is yeah closer to mine than the... yours. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Six point eight. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think some people really like this. Others yeah. might be like me, kind of meh. Yeah. Um, I liked it more than you. Yeah, basically. You I really did. And okay. I think, you know, I think Jeff did a great job as Ico. So yeah, he did. He did. And the direction was good. A lot of good mm-hmm. things to say about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Okay. There you go. What's uh, what's next week? Prophecy. Join us next week, everyone, for Prophecy when Robbie and I will recap and discuss that episode. Wait a for- minute. I think yeah. I remember some of this. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Well, let's not talk about that now. Let's talk about that next week. I'm excited to. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah let's, okay, let's, okay, okay. let's. I can't wait for next week. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, for all of our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks, everybody. Bye.